I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Michael Messner, the director of In the President's Service. I hope you're enjoying listening to our production of Ace Collins' book, A Date with Death. I wanted to let you know that the second season of In the President's Service will be released in podcast format beginning on June 15th, 2023. It's based on the second book in the series, The Dark Pool, and features many of the performers you're hearing, along with some new additions to the cast. I won't try to tell you all the ins and outs of the story right now, but I'll say this. We've certainly had fun getting it ready, and Ace and I look forward to bringing you this new season. As always, happy listening! Previously on In the President's Service. It seems our friend Nigel Andrews is missing. This thing gets more complicated all the time. Fister was an orphan. Churchill is coming to the States this weekend. I hate to say it, Helen, but sometimes innocent people die, especially during a war. This could be our last night together, Helen. Who knows if we'll ever meet again? Reggie, you need to go. For you, I'm just a conquest. Time is the one thing I don't have. The world's top destinations for pilgrimages are Mecca and Jerusalem. Allison, you might just be brilliant. I'm heading off on an all-night pilgrimage. Based on A Date with Death, the first book in the series by best-selling author Ace Collins, The Long Highway Players proudly present In the President's Service, Episode 7, the Great Reveal. Here's that phone book you wanted, girly. What'll you have to eat? Could I get a ham sandwich on white? Sure. You want it fully loaded? Lettuce, tomato, onion? No, thanks. Just mayo and a coat. Okay. I'll have them out in about five minutes. Rest. Rest. Resting? Nope, nothing in the yellow pages. Let's try the white. Maybe there's a mixed-up sentence here from Shellmeyer's prayer. Um, please, body, Lord, body, Lord, rest. Here's your coke, hon. <laughs> I was a kid when that place was in its prime. What place? The old estate house. What estate house? The one you was just mumbling about just now, the Lord's Rest. What? It was called... It it was a horse farm, named after the best race horse the owner ever bred. But it went under back in the 1920s. It's been abandoned for years. It's kind of a spooky three-story mansion. (laughs) Folks around here call it the haunted house. Where is it? About a mile and a half from here down Oak Street, and then left down a dirt road. It's muddy today, so you might get stuck. Anyway, you can't see the house from the road. Trees have grown up nearby. Uh Uh-oh, that's been happening a lot today. If this storm keeps up, we'll lose power for sure. Is there anything else you can tell me about this, uh, Lord's Rest? Yes, now that you mention it. 
Someone bought the place last year. They said they were going to fix it up, but they haven't done much yet. It does have power, though. Some folks stay there from time to time. I've never met any of them. What do I owe you? 65 cents. Here's five bucks. Keep the change. Wow, thanks. Any chance I can get that sandwich to go? Sure thing. I'll wrap it up for you right now. I can't just walk up and ask if Ellen is in there. Those windows are locked. Ah, that gives me an idea. Maybe the thunder can be a friend to me right about now. I'm right in the middle of the storm, so there should be another thunderbolt any second now. (gasps) Who says a gun only has one use? Now, let me just brush away the rest of this window. And open the window frame. And inside. All right, then. I'll bet Ellen is upstairs. That would make it that much harder for her to escape. So where's the staircase? Ah, there's the stairs. Okay, here we go. Look at all these rooms. Now all I've got to do is find the right one. Good thing the keyholes are there. No, not this one. Not here either. That's got to be her. Now let's see if a bobby pin will do the trick on the lock. It's open. Here we go. (gasps) Who are you? Shh. I'm here to get you out of this place. Are you Ellen Shellmeyer? Yes. We have to sneak out quietly. Can you do that? I think so. All right. Follow me. There's the stairway. I'll go first. You stay right behind me. Okay. Hey! Who are you? I'm from the office of the President of the United States, and I'm taking this girl with me. You work for Roosevelt? Well, in that case, you just signed your own death warrant. You... You didn't even fire your gun. Sure I did. I just pulled the trigger from inside my pocket. See? There's a hole right there. Oh. Now let's get out of here. We'll get out through the kitchen, the same way I came in. Drop it or I'll shoot you and the girl. Okay. That's a good girl. I take it you killed my friend? Probably. He's lying face down in the hall upstairs. Well then, an eye for an eye. Helen quickly glances around the kitchen as the man radies his gun. She immediately notices that the kitchen is lit only by an oil lamp filled with kerosene, sitting on a rectangular kitchen table between her and her adversary. As a plan of action to retrieve her own weapon and escape with Ellen comes to mind, she 
sheep plays for time, waiting for the thunder and lightning to save her yet again. Look, you don't want to fool with me. I'm on FDR's staff. You kill me and the entire United States government will be on your tail. Yeah? They're after me already. I don't see how I've got anything to lose. So... What was that? How about this? And that! right over there. This house isn't going to be haunted anymore. Where are we going? We're going to save your father's life. Desperate to get to the prison where Wilbur is about to be executed, Helen and Wilbur's daughter Ellen ask for help from pedestrians along the way. I'd love to help you, Agent Mika, but the storm has knocked out the phone service all over the state. Even our radios aren't working. To Lewisburg, about 150 miles. You could get there in about uh, four hours. Hang on, Ellen. We still have a ways to go. And if you know any prayers, now's the time to say them. Hi, this is Ace Collins. I hope you're enjoying listening to the Long Highway Players production of my book, A Date with Death. If you'd like to find out more about the adventures of Helen Meeker, please check out all the novels that are a part of my In the President Service series at my website. That's www.acecollins.com. And you can purchase A Date with Death or any of the other 19 books in this series at Amazon in both print and ebook formats. Once again, thanks for tuning in and happy reading and happy listening. Officer! Officer! Yes, ma'am, can I help you? I need to see the warden right away. I've got evidence that will overturn the conviction of a man on death row. You're Helen Mika? Yes. And if you'll check your records, you'll see I was here last Wednesday. Now, do whatever it is you have to do, but I must see Warden Dennis immediately. Okay, lady. Hang on a minute here. (sighs) We've got no time for this. Yeah, boss. There's this broad out here named Helen Meeker, and she says... Give me that phone! Hey, wait a minute. You can't... Warden Dennis! This is Helen Meeker. You have to stop the execution. I have Ellen Schellmeyer. Her father will talk as soon as he sees she's safe. Miss Meeker, 
I wish you'd gotten here ten minutes earlier. Mr. Shellmeyer has already been executed. What? No. It, it can't. It can't be true. I'll instruct the guard to let you in. Shellmeyer's wife is here. I'm sure she'll get some relief in seeing her daughter again. <sighs> All right, warden. Thank you. Here's the phone. What did you find out, Miss Meeker? Tell you in a minute, Ellen. We're headed to the warden's office. Uh, your mother is waiting for you there. She is? Oh, mother! Finally, I get to see mother! There's the warden now, uh, coming out to meet us. Mother, finally, I get to see Mother. <sighs> that code took me too long to decipher. If I'd only had a little more time. <laughs> Miss Meeker. Hello, Warden. I thought you might want to know what Mr. Shellmeyer's final words were. They weren't what I expected at all. How so? Well, he said goodbye to his wife and pleaded for God's mercy for living a lie. And then he called out, God save the president and Mr. Churchill. That's not so strange. I've read about people saying far more bizarre things than that right before they die. There's more. The very last thing he said was, tell FDR's woman to unmask the imposter before he kills them. Imposter? That's gotta be... Nigel Andrews. Shellmeyer knew him, and he's missing right now. We're looking all over the country for him. One other thing, Miss Meeker. Just before the lines went down, an FBI agent named Henry Reese left a message for you. He seemed to think you'd be here right about now. What was the message? He told me to tell you, the bird has been sighted in Elmira and is on the move. Elmira? And is on the... Warden, I need to use your phone right away. Sorry, Miss Meeker, but the service is still out all over Pennsylvania and New York. Might be a day or more before anyone can make any calls. But the guard used a phone to call you, didn't he? That was on our in-house system. Circuit doesn't go outside the prison. I need a New York map. The guard has one in the booth you just drove past. What do you need it for? No time to explain. How fast can I get to Elmira? In this weather, three, maybe four hours. But what do you want to go to Elmira for? Just have the guard open the gates. I'm in a hurry. Hold up there. Secret Service. This is a restricted area. I'm Helen Meeker. I'm on your pass list. I have important information to give to the president. Hello, Miss Meeker. Sorry I didn't recognize your car, but I've never seen it covered with mud before. I drove like crazy to get here. The phone lines are still down. Go on in. I'll radio ahead so the front door guard will let you in the house. Thanks. Hello, Miss Meeker. Hello, John. Where's the president? 
Ian Churchill are in the back study. He left word not to be disturbed. It's all very hush-hush. Barnes and I are the only agents in the house, and there's a Brit in the room with them. Thanks. I'll take it from here. But the study's locked. Who is it? Helen Meeker. I need to see the president. It's urgent. Helen, you look like you've been playing in the rain. Sorry, I'm not at my best, sir. That's all for now, Barnes. We'll be fine with Miss Meeker here. Go and relieve Harris outside. Yes, sir. Winston, this is the beautiful young woman I was telling you about. Franklin, your definition of beauty and mine are a bit different. Helen, meet Prime Minister Churchill. A great honor, sir. The President has spoken very highly of you, young lady. And I believe you know Colonel Fister. Delighted to see you again, Helen, my dear. Hello, Reggie. You're looking... well? Sit down, Helen. I'll see to some refreshments. Yes, could you bring us some coffee, please? Thank you. Well, Helen, I know I invited you to this meeting, but I'm guessing there's another reason behind your visit. Yes, sir. Wilbur Schellmeyer was executed tonight. <sighs> I'm sorry. He was a spy, Mr. President. People who work against their countries must pay the price, especially during times of war. Don't you agree? Your copy, Mr. President. Ah, just the thing to go with my whiskey. <laughs> yes, thank you. Now, Colonel, I don't think we can always... Don't move. Please. Any of you. Oh! Hey. <gasps> Andrews, it's you. Nigel? What are you doing? Don't, Helen. Or you, Fister. I can easily get at least one shot before anyone takes me down. Nigel, have you lost your mind? All the blood, all the lies. Someone has to end You can't end it all by yourself, son. Put the gun down. Mr. President, say goodbye. <gasps> well played, Colonel. Not so fast. Lower your weapon, Reggie. Relax, Helen. The traitor is dead. Thanks for coming here to warn us he was in the area. I said put it down, Reggie. Put yours down first, Helen. I don't take kindly to someone drawing a bead on me. What's this all about? Schellmeyer's last words were about an imposter. Somehow he figured out that the Nazis had a spy in our midst. Yes, we did. It was that man right there, Nigel. He was willing to sell out his country. He wormed his way into a job where he could get national security information and he passed it along to Hitler. When he heard about this meeting, he must have thought he could cripple our war efforts by murdering both of you gentlemen. I have to admit, passing himself off as my best friend and then turning it into a chance for revenge was brilliant. You're right, Reggie. Except that Nigel wasn't the only Brit that Shellmeyer knew. You lived in his home as an exchange student. Yes, he knew both of us. But he must have recognized Nigel's lack of character. We can all see he had none now, can't we? Reggie... Last Tuesday night, when we were having dinner, how did you know I had been in danger in New York the day before? Your secretary told me. What secretary? I don't have one. Ah, uh, well, the woman who... The switchboard operator? Not likely I'd tell her where I was going. And later that same night, you told me to forget the Shellmeyer case. But I hadn't shared anything about it with you. I... I overheard you and Reese talking about it. Wrong answer, Reggie. Schallmeyer didn't leave a message about a spy. His final words were about an imposter. Clearly he was referring to Andrews. 
Helen, why can't you accept that we got the bad guy? Did we? The real Reggie Fister was an orphan who lived with the Schallmeyers for a year before going off to school in Austria. That's where you met him. You'd grown up in an orphanage too, and you looked enough like him to fool Schellmeyer into believing you were him. This is preposterous! A pack of lies! Then why are you sweating? Reggie, your plan worked until the American newspapers ran a picture of you. That's when Schallmeyer got suspicious. When the Nazi agents you were working for discovered he'd arranged to meet an old friend from the Attorney General's office to discover your true identity, they put a plan in action to keep the family quiet. And it almost did, didn't it? Helen, what are you saying? Nigel Andrews wasn't the Nazi plant, Mr. President. He is. What have you got to say for yourself, Colonel? This young lady seems to have you dead to rights. You're smarter than I thought you were, Helen. Better men than you have misjudged me before. It must have been painful to be intentionally shot three times as a cover for injuries you supposedly received that night in France. Just flesh wounds, actually. No real damage done. So why did they plant you? To kill two world leaders? Not originally. <laughs> I was only supposed to work my way inside Churchill's inner circle and then feed information back home. This opportunity fell into our laps. Hester, you put that gun down. Not a chance, Prime Minister. I'm walking out of here. Only as a captive, Reggie. Either that or you'll be carried out feet first. Either way is fine by me. Hang on just a moment, Helen. We have Henry Reese. What? He's alive. But if you want to see him again, you'll have to let me go. No. It'll never work. Henry would rather die than let you go free. Oh, it gets better, Helen. We also have your sister. You... No. You're bluffing. We yanked her out of her dorm earlier today. Room 201. Her roommate's name is Rachel. Nice girl. And if I'm not at the pickup site before 10 o'clock on Friday night, both Reese and Allison die. Lower your gun, Helen. Yes, Helen. Listen to your president. Put the gun down. I'm not dropping my gun, Reggie. If I did, you'd kill both the president and the prime minister, and then me. <laughs> Just what I expected from you, Helen. You are a worthy opponent, but now it's time for me to go. If anyone follows me, those two hostages will die. How do we know you won't kill them anyway? I give you my word as a British gentleman, Sir Winston. Good night. Reggie! <laughs> My hand! I'll just relieve you of that. Helen, why did you do that? You may be British, but you're certainly not a gentleman. So your word is nothing more than hot air. I'll just chain you to the sofa here for a moment. You won't mind, will you? Franklin, shall I call the Secret Service? Yes, Winston, I think you'd better. Mr. President... We've got less than a no, week to find them. What's your plan, Helen? I need to head to Arkansas before the trail goes cold. Can you get me a plane? Certainly I can. In the meantime, have our men work Fister over and see if he'll talk. He probably won't, but try it anyway. Gentlemen, take this man into custody. His wrist will need some medical attention, but take your time with that. Yes, Mr. President. Here's the key to his cuffs, John. Thanks, Miss Meeker. All right, you, on your feet. Uh, uh, Helen! Get moving, you. You won't find her. Miss Meeker, I have no doubts. With your resourcefulness and intelligence, you will find both the hostages alive and well. I can promise you one thing, Mr. Prime Minister. Yeah? What's that? If I don't, it'll kill me. 
You have been listening to Episode 7 from In the President's Service. Our story was adapted for podcasts by Michael Messner, who also directed this production. Performers included Andrew Sargent, Art Shingler, Gary Classen, Jennifer Francis, Lance Rodriguez, Laura Brandt, Lindsay Morgan, Max Sullivan, Michael Tucker, Nancy Messner, Nicole Play. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here, Rocky Jacobs and Sean Small. Also appearing were the author and the director. Theme music by Alex Productions, Creative Commons. This is Rachel Miller. Thank you for listening. Thank you.